0: Experience a full mind, body, and spirit approach to living your best life. Learn how to achieve optimal health, wealth, and happiness. This is your journey to wellness and abundance. You are listening to Mind Over Matters with your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuon of the Center for Integrative and Functional Health
1: and Wellness. Hi everyone, welcome to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuon. I'm a double board certified integrative and interventional clinical psychologist with a postgraduate specialization in functional medicine. I'm also a certified wellness instructor, best-selling author and speaker, and the director for the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness in Bloomingdale, Illinois. Hey, thanks so much for your continued support of the show. I really appreciate it. As you know, the purpose of the show is to get you thinking about how powerful your mind is and what you can do right now to change your life for the better. So this show, Mind Over Matters, is meant to challenge you to think differently about how your physical health can be improved, the health of your day-to-day relationships, your level of day-to-day happiness, even your financial well-being. All of these areas can be dramatically improved by taking a more holistic yet practical approach to your life. So my goal is to educate and empower you to live a life by design, a life on purpose and with passion and, of course, positive results. So. I want to start the show asking if you're someone that considers yourself to have really good, healthy boundaries. Or conversely, are you someone that considers yourself to have poor boundaries? And how do you define healthy and unhealthy boundaries or good boundaries or poor boundaries anyway? You know, what's interesting is now more than ever, we're witnessing either directly or indirectly a culture, a world with really poor boundaries, you know, from the extremes where one country invades another, claiming territorial rights of ownership, such as the case with Russia invading Ukraine, or on a national level with politicians pushing pushing their their, their personal and religious beliefs as it relates to a woman's right to be pro-choice, or, you know, even on a more, you know, personal level. And while this isn't a show about religion or politics or anything like that, we're experiencing it, as I said, on a more local and personal level as well. You know, be it on social media, where someone's right to privacy is being violated, or someone shaming someone else in a public forum. Our cultural boundaries right now have literally run off the rails. And that's one of the biggest reasons why people are experiencing a lot more trauma and turmoil in their lives. It's because in part, They may not have or practice good, healthy boundaries. You know, perhaps, you know, they've never learned about healthy boundaries, though. I mean, that's certainly possible. So this show, Mind Over Matters, is going to help you or someone you know do just that. Learn about healthy boundaries. I'll talk about three types of boundaries, along with three subtypes of personal boundaries. And I'll help provide a roadmap to creating better boundaries, thanks to licensed marriage and family therapist Jane Campbell. So I like to say that boundaries are one of the four main issues that humanity struggles with. And just to, you know, uh, outline those for you, we've got the overarching issue that humanity struggles with, that's boundaries. And then we've got three sub-issues. It's it's fears of loss and abandonment, issues with trust and intimacy and issues with self-love, self-esteem. Those are humanity's four big issues, but fears of loss and abandonment, issues with trust and uh, intimacy and self-esteem, self-love, all of those issues can be significantly resolved and improved by learning about and creating healthy boundaries for yourself. So again, I want to thank uh, author Jane McCampbell for, you know, an article in Experience Life magazine on boundaries, okay? You know, I, this show couldn't be more timely in my opinion. So let's dive right in. Uh, Jane Campbell is a renowned uh, trauma therapist and coach. So in this article, she explains how to manage your energy without getting swamped by other people or, you know, hardening against them, becoming emotionally numb so she starts the article by saying if we're going to talk about boundaries we might as well start with driving my driving your driving and especially everyone else's driving she says she notes the late comedian george carlin famously quipped that quote anyone who's driving slower than you are is an idiot and anyone driving faster than you are is a maniac end quote after all who hasn't felt the frustration of being stuck behind a slow mover the outrage of almost being hit by a road hog. You know, whether they're Sunday drivers or backseat drivers, she says, maybe they're tailgate drivers or even distracted drivers, those who speed up when we're trying to pass or those who stop when we're trying to merge, all types of drivers share the road with us. And the opportunity for all of us to get in each other's way and tick each other off are simply endless, the author says. Yet, The truth behind George Carlin's joke is that each one of us typically believes that we're driving at the perfect speed and more importantly, if everyone else could only drive the way we do, we'd all be safely home in time for tea. She goes on to say a possible explanation for this collective delusion is that we can't bear the reality of how dependent we are on the driving skills of others to stay safe on the road. We unconsciously inflate our own semblance of control to help ourselves feel better. But no matter how we try to feel or how much we try to fool ourselves, the truth remains we're all completely interdependent and interconnected, not only on the road, but in all aspects of life. And I'll just pause right there and say that is absolutely true. You know, I think our fears get in the way, our, our, our need to be right. Our ego, our ego, as you've heard me say, has two faces, fear and superiority. Right. And and the author's talking about driving and other drivers as just, you know, one example of that. But the truth is we're all interdependent, whether we choose to believe it or like it or not. So herein lies the need for healthy boundaries. Right. So the author goes on to say that uh, because we're all interdependent and interconnected, it brings us to the slippery topic we call boundaries. Boundaries help navigate the traffic of our personal relationships, but I'm also going to say they help us navigate the traffic of professional relationships, as well as our relationship with the world. Do you remember I said at the opener, well, I'll talk about three different types of boundaries? So we've got personal boundaries, we've got professional boundaries, and we've got boundaries with the world. Okay, And I'll talk more about those as the show progresses. Uh, But the author, you know, here talks about personal boundaries. Um, She goes on to say the boundaries, they help us draw a line between what's mine and what's yours. They determine where I end and you begin, how I manage myself and my needs in the presence of you and your needs, and how we manage relationships so that all feel respected and safe. And to that end, I'm just going to summarize and say a good way to think about boundaries you know, is related to personal rights. Um, So my rights end where yours begin. And if we can keep that in mind, that then is a good simple definition of having healthy boundaries. My rights end where yours begin. And that relates to boundaries with the world too. I don't have a right to leave litter on the ground Uh, that's, you know, the world, you know, in a literal sense, that's having healthy boundaries with your environment. So my rights end where yours begin. That's a a really simple definition of healthy boundaries. Okay. But the author says we need to We need to, you know, put ourselves in a position and learn about healthy boundaries so we can feel safe within our relationships, our relationship to ourselves, our relationship with others, and of course, as I've just mentioned, our relationship to the world. So... There's three types of personal boundaries. And again, I'm going to get more into, you know, the different types of boundaries and the different types of personal boundaries as the show unfolds. But I just want you to think for a moment and and, and really be honest with yourself. Do you consider yourself to be someone with really good boundaries? I do, but I recall not learning about boundaries, you know, um, you know, in, in a literal sense, until I was in graduate school. You know, when I was growing up, we called it consideration of others, right? We called it, you know, um, being polite, uh, using good manners, being respectful. Um, so I want you to stick around because this is a topic that you need to know. We'll be right back. The Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness's clinically proven treatments repair and regenerate damaged tissue, restoring normal function.
0: The procedures were easy, comfortable, and left me feeling pain-free. I can dance, run, and jump again if I want to. Three decades of pain in my back and neck injuries I suffered in active duty. The doctor has me nearly 100% pain-free now, and I never thought that was possible. Trust the thousands who got their life back. Book an appointment today. Do you or a loved one suffer from depression and medications just aren't working? Or the debilitating side effects associated with most antidepressants make them impossible to take? We can help. At the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness, we offer Transcranial Magnetic Stimulation, or TMS. TMS is a safe and effective, drug-free treatment option that can dramatically improve your quality of life. In fact, the majority of our clients experience a significant improvement in mood, with many achieving complete remission. TMS uses MRI technology to gently stimulate areas of the brain that are underactive in people suffering from depression. TMS is FDA-approved for the treatment of depression and has also been shown to be effective in treating other mood disorders like OCD, PTSD, and anxiety. TMS therapy is covered by most insurance companies, including Medicare. If medications aren't working for you now, chances are they never will. Let us help. Call the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness at 630-980-1400 for an immediate consultation. That's... 630-980-1400. 630 980 1400 or visit us online at
1: the cifhw.com hey everyone welcome back to mind over matters i'm your host dr amy harris new on welcome to today's show titled boundaries are humanity's best friend If you missed any of this show, you can check out a rebroadcast on this great station, or you can check us out on our main website. It's thecifhw.com. You can check it out on the new MindOverMattersRadio.com website, or you can check it out on SoundCloud. But uh, I would invite you to share this uh, uh, replay uh, with someone that you know, like, or love. And to that end, I want to thank you for tuning in and supporting our social media channels, uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we really appreciate the likes we're getting. You know, those of you who follow us, uh, I want to say a special thanks to for all your votes for uh, Dr. Winston. Uh, he's our naturopathic physician. Dog Winston, and uh, he's been, uh, you know, competing for America's favorite pet, and he's made it to the absolute final round. So I think uh, voting wraps up at the end of the day. So please cast your vote for Winston and America's favorite pet. And then uh, again, I want to invite you to uh, purchase a copy of my best-selling book, LifeWorks: An Integrative Approach to Health and Happiness. One hundred percent of those proceeds go to benefit several nonprofit organizations, uh, including some of my favorites, uh, Wounded Warriors, uh, Western DuPage Special Recreation Association, uh, Chicago Food Depository, Meals on Wheels. Okay. Greater Northern uh, Food Bank. Those are just a few of the people and organizations that uh, I appreciate and we support regularly. So you can pick up a copy of LifeWorks, an integrative approach to health and happiness on Amazon. You can get it in the Kindle version or you can get it in the paperback version. So thank you again for your support with that. I couldn't do what I do without your support. So speaking of support, one of the ways we can support ourselves and support others is by learning to have and practice healthy boundaries. So in sharing an article written by licensed marriage and family therapist, Jane McCampbell, you know, I'm sharing with you, you know, the types of boundaries. So the author goes on to say, there's three types of personal boundaries. And let me just step back and remind you that, that, you know, there's three types of boundaries, boundaries that you have with yourself. An example would be, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to have that second helping, or you know what? It's just not good for me to, you know, uh, arrive late, uh, you know, for work. You know, that's you know, not being respectful of myself, and it's violating my employer's boundaries. Uh, so boundaries with yourself. Then there's boundaries with other people. Again, you know, overstepping, saying something that is out of turn or disrespectful would be an example of violating somebody's boundaries, or or even going into their yard. without permission and then there's boundaries that we have with the world you know and i used the environment as an example of that on the earlier segment so three types of boundaries boundaries we have with ourselves boundaries we have with others and boundaries we have with our world but as it relates to personal boundaries the author talks about three types of personal boundaries there's clear boundaries there's diffuse boundaries and then there's rigid boundaries the author says, we learn about personal boundaries in our families of origin, so it makes sense that it was a family therapist who first drew them on paper. When Salvador Minuchin met with families, he would watch for clues about how they operated, who sat next to whom, who responded to questions, who interrupted, who took up more emotional space than others, and who would shrink to keep the peace. Armed with his observations, uh, Dr. Minuchin would then draw a family map depicting the three types of boundaries he saw at work. The clear boundary, the diffuse boundary, and the rigid boundary. So to understand how they function, we need to get back on the road, the author says. I, I remember first learning about Salvador Mnuchin as a graduate student working on my doctorate. And uh, again, that was when I was first introduced to boundaries, I'm like, boundaries? What's what's a boundary? I'd never heard of it. Um, but." as we'll, we'll you know, learn throughout the show, they make everything better. So let's talk about those those three types of boundaries then. So there's, again, clear boundaries, diffuse boundaries, and rigid boundaries. So the author defines clear boundaries. She says, they look a little bit like lane dividers on the highway. They're long thin stripes with gaps between them. And the stripes help us stay in our lane, while all the gaps tell us that we may change lanes if we choose. And if we do switch lanes, we have a responsibility to other drivers to make sure that we don't run into them or force them to break or swerve to avoid us. She says, observing clear boundaries on the road means remaining in our lane, adjusting our speed to go with the flow of traffic, checking our mirrors and blind spots and clearly signaling our intentions. That would be using our turn signals people. She says, before changing lanes so that nobody's taken by surprise. So, She says, when we maintain clear personal boundaries, the long stripes distinguish where we end and where others begin. That gap allows us to relate. So sharing parts of ourselves with others and receiving what others choose to share with us. There's a clarity about what belongs to whom, so we can hold on to the essence of who we are. All, with all of our thoughts, feelings, beliefs, stories, and value systems, while still allowing others to be close to us if we choose, she says clear boundaries free up cognitive and emotional energy. They also allow us to be welcoming and curious towards others, including those who may be different from us or who do things differently than we do. So here's an example, you know, um, allowing someone to be who they are rather than telling them who you think they should be, right? Because what the heck do you, you know? Do any of us know? Um, or, or discounting or dismissing their personal beliefs would be an example. Whether it's a religious belief, whether it's political belief, good boundaries dictates that you respect the right they have to hold those beliefs. That's an example of a clear healthy boundary. You might not like them, you might not agree with them, but it's your responsibility to respect that the other person has a right to hold those beliefs. Right? or to you know espouse those values. So that's an example of clear boundaries. The author goes on to say, um, again, clear boundaries free up cognitive and emotional energy. During conflict, for example, clear boundaries enable us to acknowledge the importance of the relationship, take responsibility for any harm done, whether intentional or unintentional, and invite conversation about how to meet everyone's needs moving forward. Now, let me just say a little bit of a sideline. It's not necessarily your responsibility or mine to meet everybody's needs, but it is your responsibility to respect what they need. Okay. Uh, The author says, here's the key. As adults, we can adjust how much we give of ourselves and how much of others we absorb, even if they're not operating with clear boundaries. For example, if we know someone can't keep a secret, we stick to public topics. If someone loves to chat and we're short on time, we don't tempt them with open-ended questions. If we're interacting with someone who tends to emote in big ways, we can be kind without trying to comfort, offering them the chance to feel their competence. So again, keeping it really simple, clear boundaries in life, what we share of ourselves and what we allow in from others is adjusted according to comfort level and trust. Okay. And you can learn how to get really, really good at setting clear boundaries. One of the books I have read a number of times and and often recommend to our clients and patients is a book by Dr. Henry Cloud called Boundaries. Um, That particular uh, book is considered... a a hallmark, you know, in understanding what healthy boundaries are. So if you're not familiar with Dr. Cloud's book titled Boundaries, I'm going to recommend that you get yourself a copy. Okay. Um, So that's, that's really key is understanding clear boundaries. When we come back from the break, I'm going to be talking more about diffuse boundaries as well as rigid boundaries, because it's, it's, it's going to be incredibly important for you to know the difference so that you can start practicing healthy boundaries so that you can help maybe coach other people including your kids if you have them on how to have healthy boundaries but also how to recognize if someone you're dealing with doesn't have healthy boundaries and then what you can do to reestablish your boundaries to shift the dynamic of that interaction so You're listening to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris Nuan. We will be right back. A complete solution for your joint pain is here and without surgery. The Center for Integrative
0: and Functional Health and Wellness's clinically proven treatments repair and regenerate damage, restoring normal function, even walk out the same day. It's the only treatment center in Illinois offering a one-year guarantee for this procedure. Trust the thousands of patients who got their life back. Call us today or visit thecifhw.com
1: everyone, welcome back to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris. and You're listening to today's show, Boundaries Are Humanity's Best Friend. I started this show by asking if you're someone who considers yourself to have good, healthy boundaries, or are you someone that considers yourself to have poor or unhealthy boundaries? Maybe they're diffuse boundaries, you know, maybe they're rigid boundaries, and we're going to learn more about that as the show unfolds. But if you've missed any of the show, you can check out a great replay on this station. You can check it out online at our main website. It's thecifhw.com, again, thecifhw.com. You can check it out on mindovermattersradio.com. Uh, we are still adding shows, but I think there's uh, several hundred shows on there for replay. Uh, also wanna thank you for supporting us and liking us on social media and sharing our content. Really appreciate the support. We're adding new content every day. Thank you for your vote for Winston for America's uh, favorite pet, kind of cool. And then I'm gonna encourage you if you're struggling with boundaries, Uh, If you're struggling with something emotional or physical, I'm gonna encourage you to call us and schedule a consultation, 630-980-1400. We are accepting new clients and patients. We see clients locally, nationally. We've even treated clients uh, who have come to us uh, from our international borders. So we're happy to be a part of your health and healing journey. Just give us a call, 630-980-1400. So as an, uh, an important part of a healing journey, it's vitally important that you understand what healthy boundaries are. So, again, three types of personal boundaries clear boundaries, which we talked about on the last segment, diffuse boundaries, and rigid boundaries. So, what are diffuse boundaries? Well, the author says think of a time you were driving along, minding your own business, when the lane markers suddenly jogged sharply, disappeared, or were replaced by disparately placed cones. That's what a diffuse boundary looks like. We may intend to stay in our lane, but it's hard to see where the lines are, and we can inadvertently merge into someone else's lane or fang them veering into ours. Roads without predictable lane dividers are trickier to navigate. She says everyone must be on high alert and ready to adjust, which is chaotic and exhausting for all involved. Diffuse boundaries in life look a lot like diffuse boundaries on the road. It's unclear who is the right of way, at least one person must constantly anticipate and adjust to whatever the other might decide to do. Such relationships may be described as enmeshed, engulfed, fused, or merged. Let me give an example. So I worked with a couple last year, a really, really cool, um, earnest couple. They came in uh, earnestly seeking to improve their marriage, but one thing was really, really clear: there were, you know, really diffuse boundaries in that marriage. Uh, the situation had been such that the gentleman's hus- uh, the gentleman's mother uh, it was a husband and wife, and the gentleman's mother was way overly involved in their marital business, so much so that it was creating a marital crisis between the husband and the wife. That's an example of diffuse boundaries. Okay, that that relationship was all over the place. The husband was telling his mother, you know, intimate details about the relationship. The mother was giving the husband advice about those intimate details. It was just really, you know, uh, you know, a situation that was just about set to explode. And so the couple came while they were on the edge of divorce. Uh, luckily, you know, they worked with you know one of our really great therapists here, and and and. Got a really good handle on what healthy boundaries are, how to set healthy limits with his mother, and uh, and you know they've done some remarkable work in that marriage. But without having a sense of clear healthy boundaries, people in situations with diffuse boundaries—that's like a ticking time bomb. So uh, the author, Jane McCampbell, licensed marriage and family therapist, goes on to say, if we operate with diffuse boundaries, we may struggle to maintain our own feelings and point of view in the presence of other people. To that point, have you ever been in a conversation with someone where you're talking and all of a sudden they cut you off and now it's all about them? That's really poor boundaries. That's diffuse boundaries. They, they just totally veered into your lane and, and, and it almost drove you off the road. Okay. She says, uh, you know, uh, likewise around other other people, for example, you know, their 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 feelings, their point of view, their anxiety may cause you to feel anxious or their anger makes you feel small and afraid. Meanwhile, a kind and comfortable person causes us to feel a sense of safety and secure well-being. The author says we may mistake the sensitivity to others as empathizing but being caught in an endless cycle of reaction to other people's thoughts and feelings is more likely the hallmark of a diffuse boundary a healthy empath can read a person or a room without needing to respond in any particular way again i used the example earlier of you know being able to respect someone's rights to their opinions their beliefs right again i said you don't have to like them you don't have to understand them certainly don't try to change them, but it is your responsibility to respect them, right? And respect their right to hold them. So that would be, you know, uh, trying to change somebody's mind or impart your opinion or your beliefs. Those aren't necessarily good boundaries unless they're done within the forum of of a healthy exchange where that exchange can still be, you know, kind of uh, modified Uh, and and feel respectful to the parties involved then it can be a good healthy debate or just a good healthy dialogue understanding the differences between uh, one another Um, then we've got something called rigid boundaries the author says on the road for example solid continuous lines mean do not cross These are deployed when it's too dangerous to switch lanes, such as in a narrow tunnel or on two-lane roads where oncoming traffic isn't visible. The do not cross line means you need to stay in your lane because a collision would have serious implications. An example, she says, rigid boundaries in life, when we're in close proximity to the other person, but any attempts at a relationship get rebuffed. We see this with People in relationships, you know, that, you know, may self-sabotage, you know, someone is trying to get emotionally close to the other person, but the other person is completely walled off. And maybe for good reason, maybe they've been hurt repeatedly, but that would be an example of really rigid boundaries where you just can't connect with someone, you know, on an emotional level. The author goes on to say the rigid boundary is the opposite of the diffuse boundary and it's the rigid boundaries in life that give the whole concept a bad name. Not necessarily, diffuse boundaries do too. But she goes on to say, when we exclaim, I'm drawing a boundary, we rarely mean our relationship matters to me and I'd like to discuss how we can do it better. Instead, she says, we mean something closer to, I'm cutting you off because I'm too conflict avoidant to ask if we could do this differently. Such abrupt disengagements can be confusing even traumatizing, especially if they awaken old wounds, the author says. What's more, the person being ostracized often has no idea the other person was unhappy. I'll give an example. In couples work, uh, you know, one person might be trying to clearly express to the other person um, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, and maybe the other person isn't understanding, or Here's here's a classic case we see with couples. All of a sudden one person, I'll say person number one, is really angry at person number two. And person number two has no idea what they did. It's in part because person number one wasn't really clear and articulate in expressing why they were frustrated maybe they had a, a a really rigid boundary they closed themselves off they didn't want to talk about it and now person number 2 is left scratching their head on the other end of somebody's anger but not knowing you know what in the heck they did wrong so rigid boundaries can be just as hurtful as people who disrespect boundaries or have diffuse boundaries. The author author goes on to say, the only time a rigid boundary is called for is when repeated requests for a clear boundary have been ignored or when the line crossing is so egregious that it causes significant harm, such as in the case of threatened or actual physical or sexual violence. Otherwise, it's more appropriate to begin the work of creating healthier boundaries. So an example would be You know, if somebody's interrupting, you know, just politely say, you know, um, pardon me, but, you know, I wasn't finished with my sentence yet. If if it'd be okay, I'd like to continue with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. No problem. So being assertive and assertive is just clear, direct communication, healthy verbiage in a non-threatening or respectful tone of voice. So um, we need to come back to understand more about what boundaries are because I want to help you create a roadmap to better boundaries. We'll be right back.
0: Do you or a loved one suffer from depression and medications just aren't working or the debilitating side effects associated with most antidepressants make them impossible to take? We can help. At the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness, we offer transcranial magnetic stimulation or TMS. TMS is a safe and effective, drug-free treatment option that can dramatically improve your quality of life. In fact, the majority of our clients experience a significant improvement in mood, with many achieving complete remission. TMS uses MRI technology to gently stimulate areas of the brain that are underactive in people suffering from depression. TMS is FDA approved for the treatment of depression and has also been shown to be effective in treating other mood disorders like OCD, PTSD, and anxiety. TMS therapy is covered by most insurance companies, including Medicare. If medications aren't working for you now, chances are they never will. Let us help. Call the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness at 630-980-1400 for an immediate consultation. That's 630-980-1400. Or visit us online at thecifhw.com.
1: Everyone, mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome back to that funky beat, Lady B, thank you for being such a great producer. I appreciate you. And uh, I think we do a great job respecting each other's boundaries. So welcome back to the show. We're talking about healthy boundaries. If you missed any of the show, you can check out a rebroadcast at this great station. You can check it out on our main website. It's thecifhw.com. You can check it out on Facebook. We always post a replay on our Facebook page. It's just the CIFHW. You can check out a read broadcast on SoundCloud, but I'd love it if you would like it and share it. Right. Uh, To that end, thank you for supporting us on our social media channels. We definitely appreciate you. And we always aim to have healthy boundaries and to respect yours. Um, If you've got questions about the show or suggestions about other shows you'd like to learn about or hear about or suggest, I'm totally open to that. Just send me an email directly. You can send it at health and wellness, all spelled out health and wellness at the CIFHW.com. We're, you know, very, you know, uh, welcoming and receptive to ideas that you have. And if there's any way we can help you create better boundaries, whether it's you, with your your physical health to take it to the next level, whether it's, you know, in your emotional uh, health, or the health of your relationships, please give us a call. We are accepting new clients and patients. You can call us directly to schedule a consultation. It's six three zero. Again, 630-980-1400 to schedule a consultation. We are accepting new patients and clients. We see clients and patients locally, nationally, as well as internationally. So give us a call if there's a way we can uh, help you physically, mentally, or emotionally. So speaking of helping ourselves and others emotionally, we can do that by understanding and maintaining healthy boundaries. So I want to give a big shout out to author Jane McCampbell, licensed marriage and family therapist for hooking us up with a really great article in Experience Life magazine on creating better boundaries. So in previous segments, we talked about, you know, the three types of boundaries. There's personal boundaries, professional boundaries and boundaries with the the world, right? Uh, Then we've got three types of personal boundaries. That's clear boundaries where we're respecting each other's right to be, you know, who, the, who who we are and other people are expecting our right to be who we are. Then we've got diffuse boundaries that's getting all up in other people's business or violating the rights in other ways. And then we've got rigid boundaries. You know, uh, the, the two faces of this, someone who's just not receptive at all, uh, or someone, you know, uh, who's completely closed off, right? But what about healthy boundaries. How do we create healthy boundaries? Well, according to author Jane McCampbell, she says healthy boundaries start in childhood. She says, she calls it actually the childhood road trip, which I think is kind of clever. So, uh, she says, if no one modeled clear boundaries for us when we were kids, we may have no idea that healthy boundaries are even an option. As adults, we might find ourselves bouncing between the diffuse boundary, where we feel routinely overwhelmed by other people's needs or demands, and the rigid boundary where we meet our own needs at any cost, including at the expense of others. She says, this makes sense if you think of growing up in a family with diffuse boundaries as an endless road trip or strapped in the back seat between the the poking of one sibling and the whining of another, hearing the fight between our parents in the front. Add to that the driver's refusal to stop for a bathroom break and we have absolutely no control over our well-being or our destination. Naturally, when we get our license as a teenager, we feel entitled to crank up the music and drive wherever and however we like without a second thought for anyone else on the road or who else might be in the car. But we don't need to drive like our teenage self to have some control over our well-being," the author says. So she talks about three types or three mile markers, I'll call them, to creating better boundaries. The first is to match your words with your energy. She says the following strategies can make strong, clear boundaries much easier for us to find, even if no one ever showed us the way. And again, I'm just gonna, you know, give a shout out to Dr. Henry Cloud, uh, who's the author of the best-selling book titled Boundaries. It's a seminal work in the field of health and wellness. Totally encourage you to pick up uh, a copy for yourself. Um, Whether you consider yourself to have healthy boundaries or not, it's a really, really great tool that you can use to navigate dealing with other people in situations who may not have such healthy boundaries. But she says the first thing to do is match your words with your energy. She says a little known fact about boundaries is that they have less to do with what we say and more to do with how we say it. You know, have you ever heard, you know, uh, heard me say on a show that uh, the majority of our communication is nonverbal? It's actually our, our, our body language. Only seven percent of the total communication message is related to our words. We've got uh, about twenty-three to thirty percent is tone of voice. The rest of that message, the majority of that communication, body language. So the author says again, a little-known fact about boundaries is that they have less to do with what we say and more to do with how we say it. Ideally, our words and our energy should match creating congruence. If our boundaries are diffuse or rigid, congruence is unlikely. She says this is best illustrated by this sentence, I'm fine. How we say this can mean anything from I'm doing well, thanks for asking, to I'm actually not fine and maybe we could talk about it later or even I'm not fine. I'm furious. And it's all your fault. So there's a great example of, you know, two simple words, I'm fine, but how you say it can make all the difference in the world. She says a mismatch between our words and energy requires others to decode our statements, which can create confusion and anxiety, it can also create frustration and anger. Just saying. It also indicates that we're operating from a diffuse boundary. You know, uh, you may have heard it say, you know, say what you mean and mean what you say, but you should do it in a way that's congruent with your tone of voice and congruent with your body language and ideally in a way that's clear and direct, but still is, is respectful language with a respectful tone of voice. So. Again, she says a, match, a mismatch between our words and energy re- requires other people to try and guess what we're trying to say. And that can just, you know, set us up for, you know, who uh, dare I say an S storm. Okay. She says, uh, alternatively, if we slam out of the house and turn off our phone, we've just created a rigid boundary cutting off the relationship altogether. If we're not fine, and especially if we're angry or hurt, and we would like to operate from a clear boundary, the best move is to own it and ask for some time. This could sound like, hey, thanks for asking how I am. I'm not okay, but I need a bit of time alone before I can talk about it. Right? She says this is the congruent way of communicating that honors the relationship. And if you noticed my tone there, it was a bit clipped, but it was congruent with the words you know, thanks for asking how I am, I'm not okay, but I need some time alone before I can talk about it because I'm just too worked up, okay? That would be an example of matching your words with your energy, tone of voice, and your body language, okay? It's really, really important to be congruent in the message you're stating and the message you're sending, okay? And you can be congruent in setting a rigid boundary too, absolutely. I mean, you could just say, I'm not fine. And I absolutely do not want to talk about it. That's a rigid closed boundary and that's okay because at least you're communicating clearly and directly. Okay. And you're using respectful language. You're not, you know, cussing anybody out. So it's really important. One of the mile markers on this roadmap to better boundaries, the author says is to match your words with the energy. Secondly, we have to offer truth, good wishes, and no excuses. Let me say that again. The second mile marker on the way to creating healthy boundaries is to offer truth, good wishes, and no excuses. All right. I think we should dive right in. But wait, there's more. We're going to dive right into what this means. Basically, it's a recipe to be assertive, right? And people often... Uh, confused being assertive with aggressive, especially if you're a woman that's not used to having healthy boundaries or not used to communicating in clear, respectful ways, right? Often this can get misinterpreted as being a bitch, you know? So uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about ways to communicate healthfully and assertively. You're listening to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuant. The Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness's clinically proven treatments repair and regenerate damaged tissue, restoring normal function.
0: The procedures were easy, comfortable, and left me feeling pain-free. I can dance, run, and jump again if I want to. Three decades of pain in my back and neck injuries I suffered in active duty. The doctor has me nearly 100% pain-free now, and I never thought that was possible. Trust the thousands who got their life back. Book an appointment today.
1: Hello everyone. Welcome back to Mind Over Matters. So I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuon. I'm a double board certified integrative and interventional clinical psychologist with postgraduate specialization in functional medicine. Best-selling author and speaker, and the director for the Center for Integrative and Functional Health and Wellness in Bloomingdale, Illinois. Want to invite you if you're dealing with something physically, mentally, or emotionally. We are accepting uh, new clients and patients. We are one of uh, Illinois' best integrative health and wellness centers. Uh, that is not just my opinion, although I'm proud to be the director here. Uh, We've been, uh, you know, uh, awarded to that from many different professional organizations. So I want to thank you for your support. And again, if you'd like to schedule an appointment or a consultation, please give us a call 630-980-1400. Hey, thanks for tuning into the show. I appreciate your continued loyalty and support. I couldn't do what I do without you. So I just want to, you know, uh, take a moment to say thank you for that. If you missed any of the show, of course, you can check out our rebroadcast on this great station. And I want to thank Lady B. You always support me in some wonderful ways. And I want to invite you to offer suggestions for shows that you'd like to hear. If there's a topic you want to learn more about or expound on, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email. That email address is healthandwellness, all spelled out, healthandwellness, at thecifhw.com. Again, for rebroadcast, check it out on this great station or you can check it out on our Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash the CIFHW or you can check out a rebroadcast on our main website, thecifhw.com. So I want to thank author Jane McCampbell for this great article on boundaries that, you know, appeared in Experience Life magazine. That is one of the central issues that we're dealing with in our culture today you know certainly on an international level as well as a national level and then the local personal level um, healthy boundaries as i say are humanity's best friend and that's why i titled the show boundaries are humanity's best friend so how do you establish good healthy boundaries well the first thing to do is to match your words with your energy secondly the author says you have to offer truth good wishes and no excuses so what does that mean? She says people know when we're lying, fudging, avoiding, or agreeing resentfully. Thanks to the energy accompanying our words, it just feels so icky. So what do we do when we need space for ourselves, but we still want to protect others' feelings? How do we communicate from a clear boundary? Well, you, one useful formula is truth, good wishes, and no excuses, the author says. Start by being honest and avoid any kind of excuse saying something like, quote, I can't come because my sister will be here, not only invites negotiation, well, bring her along, but also creates the potential for judgment or hurt feelings about your priorities. You could see, you could see your sister anytime, as an example, but skipping the excuses, avoids both of those detours. Conclude by offering goodwill and care to the connection. She says, these are some examples of clear boundary responses that follow this formula. Notice how they create space and honor the relationship at the same time. An example she gives is declining invitations. She says, I won't be making it, but I hope you have a lovely time. Do you see? It's clear and direct. I won't be making it. It's, it's, it's offering goodwill, but I hope you have a lovely time. And it's you know, congruent in your tone of voice and your body language, and there's no excuse there. Uh, for example, if you don't want a second date, you know what, it's not a fit for me, but I wish you all the best. Or what about when a meeting runs long? I have a hard stop at five, but I'd love to chat another time. But here's the thing, if you don't want to chat at another time, do not say, I'd love to chat at another time, right? Because that's an excuse or a lie, or it's not honest. But Um, a great boundary, and I use this, you know, quite often, and my therapist taught me this way back in graduate school, is to create some what she calls uh, polite declinations. I'd love to, but I can't. I have to be home by five. Or I'd love to, but, you know, that's just not in my budget. So I love to, but I just don't have the bandwidth. Okay. So I love to, buts are great, polite ways to decline, but offer, offer truth, good wishes and no excuses. Another one, she says, you know, how to say no to a request for a favor. She says, that's not going to work for me, but I hope you find a solution. That one sounds a little weird to me. You just say, you know what? I'm not comfortable doing that, but I know you're going to find a way to work it out. I think that'd be better or deflecting an intrusive inquiry, right? somebody's getting into your business. Simply say, I really appreciate your concern. It's so kind of you to ask and then full stop, don't say anything more. Okay, so offer truth, good wishes, and no excuses. And then finally, the third mile marker, take up your space, your whole space, and nothing but your space. All right, so I'm thinking of mansplaining and manspread when I'm on a plane, but no offense. The author says, when we talk about people with bad boundaries, we usually mean those who take up too much space, talking incessantly, standing too close, emoting too dramatically and eating more than their fair share of the pie. Someone who parks a noisy, gas-guzzling truck across two parking spots or drags an oversized roller bag onto the plane, yet while the too-much-spacers, as she calls it, do impinge upon the rights and needs of others, they also take care of their own needs, and they're genuinely baffled by those who don't. She says, it's important to recognize that those of us who don't take up our space or care for our needs create just as much of a burden on a relationship as gas guzzlers. Whether we call our diffuse boundaries self sacrifice, martyrdom, or codependence, our burnout and resentment also land on everyone else's shoulders. That's right, so speak up, take up your own space. She says, for example, heroic, quote unquote, selfless acts can almost never be repaid. We might think we're helping when we offer a kidney to a distant relative, even if it will put us out of commission for weeks or when we allow our sister's family to stay rent free in our home for a year while we sleep on the couch. Such grand gestures can create a chasm of indebtedness that makes it almost impossible to maintain a balanced relationship. That's right, because resentment's gonna set in. The author says, if we wanna do something truly relational, we must first make sure we give our time energy or service freely without strings or expectations. Then we honor the other person's boundaries by asking their permission before we help. Finally, we give them the dignity of returning the favor or at least paying it forward. That's what we call psychological reciprocity. People don't want to feel indebted. Most people are good people. They're not, most people aren't takers, right? You know, So we have to offer them a way to repay it, not that we expect it or put strings attached to it, but we need to offer uh, people a way to feel whole again. She says, the author says, you're playing small doesn't serve the world, writes author and spiritual teacher Marianne Williamson. Indeed, one of the greatest acts of love, which is also the greatest demonstration of clear boundaries is taking up our space, caring for ourselves and meeting our own needs thus freeing up everyone in our lives to do the same. She says, if we're gonna improve our boundaries, we might as well start with driving, my driving, your driving, and especially everyone else's driving. After all, who doesn't appreciate a wave of thanks for letting someone into our lane or some humor when we're waiting at each other, you know, at a stop sign, you go, no, you go. The author says the opportunities to extend grace and space to ourselves and our fellow travelers whether they be anxious drivers, or running late drivers, professional drivers, or vacation drivers, are simply endless. And the truth behind George Carlin's joke remains, there will always be those driving faster, and those driving slower, yet all of us deserve to make it safely home in time for tea. So. I hope this show on boundaries being humanity's best friend has been helpful. Remember, just to keep it simple, a definition of good boundaries, my rights end where yours begins. When you're communicating, communicate truthfully, uh, express good wishes, don't make excuses. Um, um, You know, honor your space, your whole space, but nothing but your space. Make sure that you're minding your own business, not getting into other people's business unless they invite you into their business, and match your words with your energy. Try to communicate with respectful words, a clear, congruent tone of voice, and be clear in your communication. That's, that's the ultimate definition of assertiveness. I want to thank you for listening to Mind Over Matters. Again, I'm your host, Dr. Amy Hervis Uh, I couldn't do what I do without you, so I appreciate it, and I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Bye-bye.